Hello, my babies, and welcome to Poker in the Ears. I'm Uncle Daddy. I'm Joe Stapleton. He is my work wife. He is James Hardigan. Happy James Bond Day, Joe. How is that not a bigger thing on this show than just a throwaway at the... I don't know, but the 5th of October is apparently James Bond Day and has been since 2012 because it was on this day in 1962 that Dr. No received its London premiere. Here's a hashtag fun fact, which I only learned today. Dr. No was not released in the US until May of the following year. That's a long time. Well, probably, I mean, back then, no one probably even heard of it either, right? I'm sure it's not like everyone was like, it's not like today where people are like, holy shit, can you believe this movie's out in the UK and we have, we have, we don't have it yet? So hold on. Adjusting for inflation, James, aka social inflation, and the weird stuff that we don't really like that James Bond does anymore, does Dr. No hold up? It's a curiosity piece, I think. It's still a pretty good detective story. It's a reasonable adaptation of a decent novel. I don't know whether you've seen it, Joe, but to mark James Bond Day in 2023, they have released the first trailer for the new Prime Video show, which is some kind of reality contest hosted by Brian Cox of succession fame what where people are doing stuff from the bond movies like climbing the crane like at the beginning of of casino royale to win a ridiculous cash prize how did you not try out for well i you know i know why actually now that i hear what the first stunt is ah man i have so much i want to talk about right now but we got to get to this show okay yes we do we do Uh, moving on all right Coming up on today's show, <laughs> it's our W Coop recap show, which pretty much means this is going to be a Benny Glazer Stan Chan for the next 45 minutes or so, plus a quiz about Raiders of the Lost Ark. Variety. So, <laughs> so what does that mean exactly? It means we'll be recapping all of W Coop with W Coop correspondent Howard Swains, of which Benny Glazer won a record-breaking seven of them. So, it makes a lot of sense that we have him on the show, too. Yes. Uh, We kind of browbeat him into doing it live on the air, but honestly, I don't feel that bad about it. And as stated, this week's Superfan has challenged me to Raiders of the Lost Ark trivia. I watched it pretty recently, so I like my chances, although James did take this one ahead of time and missed one question on it, Yeah. so it's probably impossible for me. I think you're going to be all right. I'm going to say it's a bit of a minefield, though. There are tough questions and obvious questions. I'm so fucked, then. I'm fucked. You do tend to run bad in <laughs> superfan quizzes. Uh, is it just me, or did we cover movies and TV pretty comprehensively during our last few WCOOP streams? We did, but actually you just brought up something that I want to talk about real quick. So you said Brian Cox is hosting this 007 show, right? Yes. So my buddy, who I've mentioned a few times on the show, I mentioned he used to cut movie trailers, and then he started working for HBO. He is nominated for an Emmy this year. Oh, wow. Uh, He's the sole name nominated for an Emmy for this interview show he did about Succession. Uh, You've probably seen it. The clips kind of went viral online. It was like Cousin Greg talking to whoever, them sort of interviewing each other. uh, About their characters. Oh, which what would be your character's favorite hoagie or something and i i he got married this summer and i went to him and i was like hey man i know you're busy on your wedding but please can you tell me who is the who's the best like who's the best person to interview and he's like brian cox is the greatest he's the coolest dude he is the best interview he's just a fucking mensch so as long as brian cox got mentioned i just wanted to drop that he lives up to everything everyone would hope he would be the original and the best Hannibal Lecter. That's right. We can agree on that one too. Uh, I did. Well, I did. I did watch one movie last night, James, and I did have a drink. Uh, I I'd okay. Been... So this is the official end of the period of sobriety. Yes, but you know what's weird is so I went to the store to buy a bottle of whiskey to sort of celebrate the end of W Coop, to celebrate the end of uh, you know just my my strict no alcohol policy. And I kind of got, felt a little sick to my stomach thinking about drinking. Uh, it didn't sound appealing. I, I, I don't, I don't know what it is. People said that this will kind of happen. Um, it, it, and I didn't buy one. I didn't buy it. Now I did end up having a drink. I, I bought some apple cider and I had like a 
one Sip. drink. One, yeah, I, like I had I had a full drink, but yeah, it was weird. I didn't feel the need to have more. I didn't feel the need. It just was. It was very bizarre. I don't know if this will continue, but I did watch the movie because uh, me and my girlfriend we like to get drunk and watch bad movies, and we watched Meg Two oh, last wow. night, and it was awesome. I liked the original Meg. I like this Meg. I'm not saying it's a good movie, but neither of the Meg movies were as bad as they had as they should have been. I liked both movies. I did not mind watching each of them for free on HBO in my house. Uh, lots of pausing to do other things, of course, too. Now, what I did want to talk about, though, is I did get to the Vanessa Selbst episode of Billions. Okay, so I, as you know, stopped watching Billions some time ago, but I did see a clip because someone in the office shared it, of Vanessa Selbst's scene in Billions. And it was a little bit awkward. She was fine, but I think it's very clear Vanessa is not a professional actor. Of course. And look, it's no secret, James, even from the Billions you have seen, that these these cameos are very obvious when they happen. It's very clear that Mark Cuban is not an actor. It's yes. very clear that Peter Luger, I'm not sure if he was actually or not, whatever, like a restaurant owner or some chef they have on is not an actor. The weird thing about Vanessa being on this show, acting aside, I don't care about that. They're, the cameos are never going to be super well acted. They don't give any context as to who she is. No, no. So she's sitting at this video. It's casino night again, by the way. It's casino night. And they have Vanessa watching everyone on monitors and sort of evaluating them based on their gambling styles. They don't say professional poker player Vanessa Selbst. So she's just there looking like a security guard. Correct. Um, and watching so these screens and observing that someone has done several trips to the rebuy cage, which proves that Vanessa was not allowed to have any input into the script because no one would ever say that. Yes, and Compliment's famous for that, for him saying, no, it's the actor's jobs to deliver the words we write. We don't let them play around with it at all. So um, so that was kind of strange that they, you know, so if you don't know who she is, you have no idea who she is. It's an Easter egg, um, I guess, for poker fans. Yes, and then at the end of the episode, it's so funny because they sort of recap what happened there and Wendy goes... You know, I think Vanessa Selbst was right. And again, no one knows who Vanessa is other than us. So it was, I assume there was probably some scene where they gave it more context and they gave, they said, she's a professional poker player. She's a poker player turned uh, analyst, you know, because Vanessa, I think, probably makes more money now than she ever did as a poker player. And she made a lot of money as a poker player, but she's like in the finance world now. Yes. I assume the there was some. World. Yes, exactly. I assume there was some context given that got cut from the episode, but it was great to see her, uh, but a little bit strange. Um, I had a stand-up gig over the weekend. I flew all the way to St. Louis, drove two hours for a gig in Illinois. It was a headline gig, so it meant I was supposed to be doing between 20, 45 minutes and an hour. And the show was supposed to start at 7 p.m., and at 7 p.m., there were two people in the audience. Uh, we decided to wait <laughs> to delay the start of the show. Possibly a good move. Until 7.30 p.m., at which point, luckily, there were 19 people in the audience, which isn't phenomenal, but is, uh, especially in a room the size of the room I was doing, which was basically a wedding venue, uh, but at least it was like enough to have the show. The audience uh, was excellent. They were receptive. I ended up doing 55 minutes uh, before finally deciding that was enough of them uh, having to sit there politely listening to me tell jokes. So uh, did nearly a full hour. Excited about that. But on the way back, the Run Good Poker Tour happened to be in St. Louis. They got me a free room at the Hollywood Casino there. So I went and played. And I got to tell you, Sandy the Degenerate Fuck made an appearance uh, at Hollywood Casino. I got there around midnight. Me and Sandy were up until about 5 o'clock in the morning uh, we hit a slot. We had a slot tip for about 6K um, right when I got there. 
And Joe Stapleton, not Sandy the Degenerate, Joe Stapleton was like, I am going to bed with a profit, so I am not going to be gambling anymore tonight. Sandy proceeded to hit another $2,500 slots hit, another $2,900 slots hit, another $5,500 slots hit, another $1,200 slots hit, and another $1,800 slots hit, and then texted me in the morning to say Sandy went to bed with no money. <gasps> oh, my God. How is that possible? Well, I know how that's possible, but it was more a hypothetical, how can yeah. you not bank that money? But that gasp is accurate, so sorry, Sandy. I will, I'll I'll make it up to you with dinner next time I see you. Wow. Uh, finally, one quick little update about the World Series of Comedy. Remember I said I kind of got unlucky, I got bad beat-ish, and then I bounced. Another bad beat happened. The following day, I got an email from the organizers who said that the booker for Norwegian Cruise Lines was very interested in me and wanted to speak to me. That email went to my junk mail, <gasps> and I got it yesterday. Oh, no. I got it yesterday. So hopefully Norwegian Cruise Lines doesn't think I ghosted them because I did leave the next day. Like I said, if I had gotten that email, I would have stayed. Of course, of course. So, um, have you connected with Norwegian Cruise Lines? Is it too late? Have they already worked their way down their list? Not yet. I don't know. I assume I still have some time to get in touch. And also, I feel like booking something with Norwegian Cruise Lines, given my day job of traveling the world, might be difficult anyway. But I at least want to see it through. Uh, so that's it. That's all my updates. Thank you for sitting through that, everybody. But I figured some <laughs> of that stuff was worth uh, was worth updating people on. Now, of course, we are done with WCOOP. In fact, we're done with broadcasting until we go to Cyprus, and that is coming very soon. Um, in the meantime, I guess in the build-up to our next EPT live stream, you've still got new episodes of the Mystery Cash Challenge on YouTube. Uh, we're now four episodes into the series, so episode five, the penultimate episode, will drop this Saturday. Oh, and penultimate. on Discord, we have talked, in fact, we hinted last week that we would reward comment of the week. Nice. And that did, I think, incentivize a few people to share their thoughts on the podcast, the Mystery Cash Challenge, and our WCOOP live streams. Um, Dom Pri said, great pod in recent weeks, top quality. I'm absolutely loving the Mystery Cash Challenge. The replace one hold card was really fun. Ace <laughs> that King, part is good. Two times in a row. Wow. Um, Reese also enjoyed the Mystery Cash Challenge. Earlier in the year, I suggested a podcast listener's online home game. It was said we should come back to it after Bahamas, Vegas, Monte Carlo, etc. So suggesting it again now? The problem is, Reese. now we've got Cyprus, Vegas, Prague, so you're going to have to come back to us after that. Um, it is Keep reminding us, though. I, I would say to just continually, every once in a while, throw it back out there, because if we can find a gap to do it, I do think it would be a, a fun and good idea to do. I, I'm in. Yeah, and uh, just to be clear, I wasn't trying to be facetious. Um, it's something I would love to do. We just never seem to have a minute right now to focus and plan something like that. But yes, still on the radar. Please keep it on our radar. Actually, you know what? Sometimes at the end of the year, there's some poker in the air's budget left over. Maybe that might be a good time to do it. And whatever we have left in the hopper, we can uh, you know, use to buy some prizes, some T-shirts, whatever. I'm not sure what we're allowed to give away, but uh, maybe, maybe towards the end of the year. I don't know. But the one person I wanted to highlight Joe is Tokyo 711 who has been very supportive in recent weeks um, said that they would love to help Khalid find a job but not being UK based was unable uh, to get involved cool. uh, said very nice things about recent episodes and is enjoying the mystery cash challenge Alexandra Botez running so hot even when swapping out her cards not seen much of her in the chess world but think she'd make a pretty good poker player um and I think for all of your contributions over recent weeks, Tokyo 711, we are going to send you a DM to get your details and send you a small token of our appreciation for being a is fan of the show. Is that small token, can it be filled with coffee? Uh, not that large a token. 
Okay, smaller token. Fine. Thank you, Tokyo Seven One One. Yeah. Uh, so I guess one last follow up from last week is that we had Chops on. I still can't believe he's the vice president and I get to call him Chops. Uh, we had Chops on and we talked about plans for North America, yes. plans for the future of poker stars in various parts of the world, namely this hemisphere. And uh, he mentioned, now on that show, we mentioned Maria Konnikova had just been signed that Correct. morning, right? I know that he had been working on this. Since then, it's been announced that Next Gen Poker has also been signed by Poker Stars North America. And uh, what is it? Frankie, Charlie, and Rosie, I think. I know it's Frankie and Rosie. I've met Frankie before. Three content creators out of the USA. They do a lot of this sorts of stuff. You can picture it. You've probably seen some of it. It goes rel- it goes poker viral for sure. They film themselves playing poker. They put fun little graphics over it. They do the kind of stuff that, to us, uh, I'm not going to lie. To us, it's kind of like uh, not our generation of content. Uh, but it does resonate with folks their age. They're like all in their 20s. And uh, it, it it's kind of this, the sort of stuff we should be doing is, is going after, you know, uh, segments of the population that that me and James don't really fall into anymore. So I'm excited to be working with them and hopefully they produce some cool stuff from the NAPT. Absolutely. We will talk more about the NAPT in the coming weeks, but before we can look forward, we need to look back. The 2023 World Championship of Online Poker is over. Last night, we watched the 10K main event, the World Championship of No Limit Hold'em play to its conclusion with Ivan Stokes from the UK, AKA ILS007, claiming the trophy and the first prize of just over a million dollars. But what happened in the other main events? What are the final stats? And who is the 2023 player of the series? Well, the man with the answers to those questions and more is our WCOOP correspondent. He's got the looks, he's got the brains, he's Howard Swayze. For the last time this series, Howard, welcome. Hello, hello, thanks for having me. So, sad that it's over or happy that you got to experience it? Wait, those uh, are the only two options? <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine there's a lot of other fucking ways that question could be answered. But if those yeah. are the only two, Howard, go ahead. I mean, uh, I, I've given a politician's answer, which I've, I'm not answering the question. No, I mean, uh, yeah, it's gone by pretty quickly this time, actually. I guess there was a lot of pretty good storylines that played out. And, and they sort of like when they played out through the whole series, actually. So it was a... Uh, it was good to watch. Yeah, I'm always I'm always relieved and a little bit sad when these things these things end. I yeah. guess you didn't have to uh, come up with content every single day like you usually do, right? We did less broadcasts this time, fewer broadcasts this time around. So yeah. I know you don't really like doing these appearances. So that <laughs> that might have been part of the reason why it went faster. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's it. Yeah, but here we go. We're, we're here, so we're we're locked in. I've yeah. signed the contract. Here I am. All those years, Howard had his anonymity, and now every <laughs> poker player knows who he is. Uh, yeah. Let's cut to the chase because we did end last night on a cliffhanger. The player of the series race went down to the wire. How did it end? Yeah, it was the most dramatic storyline of all, really, wasn't it? Uh, well, the, to cut to the chase then, uh, Patrick Leonard is the new player of the series for WCOOP this year. Uh, he did not win seven titles because Benny Glaser won seven titles. Patrick did win four, though, and he's won his last last night, actually. Wow. So, uh, sorry, that that would be Wednesday night, of course, uh, uh, day before recording. Uh, so, yeah, he cut a deal heads up with a player called Eduardo850 in the one case super tuesday uh then he went on to win it that brought him a hundred player of the series points uh 54k as well that was his fourth title of the year and that sealed the deal on the player of the series uh he also finished seventh in a 1k plo6 max uh so he bubbled the final table but that was another ton of player of the series points so he actually kind of won by quite a big uh, quite a big margin so Patrick Leonard finished with 2,165 points. Benny Glaser finished with 1,970. But Benny was actually in third place at the end. This is the overall leaderboard we're talking about. Because that player, Fowl First, who looked like he was going to be closest... uh, 
he got 2015 uh there was a um i think that that player made a final table as well last night so benny benny himself said on twitter that uh he had a sort of rough end to the series didn't really cash much in the final few days and yeah patrick leonard's just relentless isn't he and so he just like he crushed him really yep you know, I'd like to take a second here, Howard. Yesterday, I was on stream, and Sam Grafton asked me, like, who's in my pantheon of online players, and I did not say Patrick Leonard. I'm sure there's plenty of people, by the way, who I left off the list, and I was saying your C. Darwins and your your Lena 900s. I really thought last night, we'll get to the main event in a second, I really thought the main event high was going to be Lena 900s time to take it. But uh, Patrick Leonard is a name that I should have said is just – Always in the mix. I don't think he plays as much as of the big stuff that we usually cover, but um, really phenomenal player. Puts out great content. Really knows how to break down things in a way that even someone, an idiot like me, can understand. So I do want to give Patrick Leonard. You know, we talked a lot about Benny Glazer, and we were rooting for him, obviously, because we have a close relationship with him, closer than we do with Patrick. But, man, Patrick is just fucking phenomenal. So congratulations, Patrick Leonard. You got to agree with that. I mean, like, whenever you, uh, whenever sort of like you hear other online players talk about the ones they really look up to, Patrick always gets a mention there because I know he schools a lot of players. He's got like kind of uh, coaching schools, sort of stable. He backs players, so he's really, really kind of like uh, immersed there. And so, yeah. yeah, a lot of people give a lot of props to him, and he and he just delivers, doesn't he, all the time? Deserves well, I guess. It. Even though he didn't get the overall title, Benny won the high, right? He was runaway leader on the high leaderboard. And also, he set a new record. He beat the record that Denis Strebkov set back in 2018. Yeah, that's right. So, Benny gets 15K for winning the high. Uh, Instantly, I should say that Patrick picked up a bunch of other points, uh, money too, because he came second on the high uh, and he he, he came uh, tied third on the medium. But yeah, so Benny gets 15K for uh, winning the high leaderboard. I just, the thing is, though, I just don't really feel like it's the money that motivates Benny Claza. So, perhaps uh, that 15K. It's definitely not. The money, because now you just said he gets 15K for the high leaderboard. I was doing some research. I'm not sure if we'll get a chance to play the game I came up with uh, for with 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 Benny. But I was just like looking at all of his results and what he won. And I think one of the W Coops he won this year, the, the he won like thirty three hundred dollars yeah, uh, yeah. for winning. <laughs> so 15K is five times what he got for winning uh, one mm. of these W Coop events. So, yeah, it's I think for him it's the prestige, it's the titles, it's it's saying, hey, I won seven W Coops. Yeah, and he can always say that. He can always say that. He can't say he's player of the series, unfortunately, for him. But, uh, yeah, seven W Coops. I mean, it's it's stunning, really. I mean, I, I, I would have never expected we would be talking about someone winning seven W Coops. Uh, it, it's insane, really, in, in, in one year. You know, the, the, there was like... Yeah, that's nearly double the amount he'd won before, uh, in his entire career to that point. And, uh, you know, and he was among the leaders in all-time W Coop. So it's like, yeah. it's it's completely ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so we saw every single hand from the final table of the high, but what happened in the main events that we weren't following on stream? Well, yeah, there were two big main events as well. So the medium had a 1K buy-in and the low had a 109 buy-in. So they're, they're not small events by any means. Like there was $2.7 million in the prize pool for the low and $4.3 million for the medium. So these are these are big tournaments as well. Uh, they both went to Brazilians. How do you like that? Cada uh, Mito uh, won the low. Like uh so yeah they they did a heads up deal Cadamito won it there were 27,000 entries uh so this player from Brazil fired one 109 bullet uh and turned it into $257,000 uh that's pretty spectacular and there was also no there was sorry there was no deal in the medium and uh, the other Brazilian player Blefe God B-L-E-F-E yeah. God uh, that player won it for six hundred nineteen thousand three hundred dollars. Uh, again, that was from one bullet. Uh, they had to play uh, Graf Tekel, Jans Ahrens heads up. So you know that's uh, he, Jans Ahrens is obviously a very very well known tournament player, one of the best. So beating him heads up is incredible. No, Alan Kessler. Uh, yeah, well worth six hundred nineteen k. Yeah, um, Brazil. Did they make it to eighty wins? 
<laughs> Unfortunately for them, they didn't. They oh, oh losers! <laughs> Come on! What and a terrible what? poker playing country they must be. And they be only to won two out of the three main events, right? I mean, come yeah. on, guys! Ugh. Shocking, huh? No, they made it to seventy-eight, so it is a new record for them. It's a new record for anybody. Just gets more and more kind of every time, doesn't it? But uh, yeah, so they. They just fell slightly short of the 80, but, uh, you know, again, staggering achievement from uh, from all Brazilians, really. Yeah, yeah. So looking at the final night, any other major winners, major headlines outside of the mains? Well, let's just stick with Brazilians while we're talking about them. Renan Bruschi, Internet 930. Uh, he came first and second on the final night. We're pretty good for, for him. Uh, yeah, and so Renan were, like ended up winning like multiple tournaments. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there were two more double champions, actually. Lithuania's F. Kinnis 24. Uh, that was actually the last event on the schedule, the 530 Hyper Turbo. Uh, Lith- so F. Kinnis won that. That was the second of the year, having previously won a 109 Turbo. And uh, Norway's Javel, uh, they won an $11 PLO. Uh, so a, a low event, $11 PLO. And yeah. they previously won the 1K Limit Hold'em. So kind of a bit of a, a variety there for, for that player. But yeah, another another double champion there. Okay, this is where my memory gets patchy, Howard. And compared to previous W Coops, compared to Scoops, did we have more multiple champs than usual? Uh, we actually had slightly fewer, but I, I, I've got to account that for the fact that there were so many people winning lots of events. So, yeah. You know, Benny. So, so to 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 recap we had 23 players who won more than one title uh like that's fewer than usual but you know benny won seven which we've obviously never seen before three players won four titles that was jerry odin tobias leckness patrick leonard we had two players who won three titles that was renan bushy and narcissus 90 and then all the rest uh yeah they won a bunch of them won one two uh, i actually found out today that there were a couple i'd missed earlier on in the series so yeah we we just <laughs> Uh, they slip through know. the net. <laughs> they sometimes do that, yeah. But uh, uh, we yeah, found a, a couple lot, of double I'll... champions down the back of the sofa. <laughs> I mean, the weird thing is, Joe, that we've been so fixated on Benny, but there's all these other achievements that people have pulled off during the series. Mm. Yeah, and you know, and no offense to Benny, but you know, they're a little bit quieter about it, or at least they're not on our radar as much. So when someone like Benny does this, it is easier to focus on Benny because we have access to him. He's in the chat. You know, he's in my Facebook DMs. So, but any other year, a lot of this stuff would be the story of the series. So again, that's not to take away from Benny. That's a credit to that too, for just dwarfing all these other achievements this year. Yeah. Um, I've been impressed by a lot of what we've seen, Howard, but now I want to be impressed by massive numbers. We need the final, final series stats. All right, ready? Uh, okay, tournaments completed, 340, as we know. Uh, there were 1,026,834 entries. So we got past the million entries mark. Uh, 244,000 of those were re-entries. Prize pools, $95,513,197. Not quite 100 million, but still pretty good. And uh, winners got $15.6 million between them, uh, of which 3 million came in bounty payments. So, yep. Pretty, pretty good numbers, as always, for WCOOP. It still continues to be a very exciting series. And, uh, yeah, lots of people join it. Lots of people play it. And, uh, you know, numbers are always great. Okay, last couple of questions before we get Benny Glazer on this show. Um, Team Pro, we followed Sam's progress in the high and the medium main events. Outside of that, kind of felt like things were quite quiet for the guys towards the back end of the series. Yeah, certainly. The f- the only win for Team Pro was Tonkas in the first week, I think. Uh, oh, yeah. Way yeah, early and, on. And then Rafa Moraes, uh, he had two runner-up finishes, so nearly made it, but didn't quite. And then there was also the uh, the Spraggy incident, which I know he covered on the stream. But uh, to yeah. recap what happened there, he finished runner-up in an event, but at the at uh, the time they got heads up, he had a big chip lead and was looking good for a title, but then he had a power cut. And so uh, things quickly went pear-shaped. And uh, he did get back online. His opponent waited for him. It was all very, uh, very gracious. But by the time he got back online, 
fine. Uh, I don't know what happened. He, he sort of lost concentration or something or just panicking and, uh, yeah, didn't win. So uh, he ended up coming second. So bit of a near miss there for uh, for Spraggy, but I am sure he'll be back. Joe, you happen to be watching Spraggy's stream at the moment all this went down. Were you dispatched as like the cooler or something to basically to ice Spraggy? I don't think so. In this case, like Spraggy and I actually, I kind of feel like we're kindred spirits in that respect and that we both sort of like have this at least persona of like just running bad and being super unlucky. I was mortified. Like I was watching the stream went out and when Spraggy wasn't back online, like in five minutes, I was like, holy shit, this is bad. And my girlfriend was also sort of like in and out watching with me. And she's like, are you going to text him? And I'm like, fuck, no, I'm not going to text him. Do you think he's not trying to get back online right now? Like, I promise you people are texting him. And he's like, leave me alone. I'm I'm like driving to the power station. I'm doing something. I'm going to McDonald's. I don't know what he eventually ended up doing. But yes, his opponent waited. But it was it was it, I. I, it was just a momentum shift, we'll call it. I don't want to yeah, blame yeah, yeah. Spraggy. I don't want to blame whatever it was, but the momentum shift was enough that it, and it, it I mean, it was pretty quick after Spraggy got back on. It was over. Uh, just to be uh, clear, I was not blaming Spraggy. I was very much blaming you. Um, <laughs> final question, Howard. Will something like Benny winning seven in one series ever be repeated? Is this a one off? Is this a once in a lifetime achievement? Well, I mean, I suppose that all comes down to Benny, doesn't it? I mean, as I said, I didn't think we would ever be ever be talking about a seven-time winner, but he also finished second three times. So we could be talking about a 10-time winner. You know, I mean, <clears throat> I don't see why he can't do it again. You know, it, it seems so implausible, but it seems so implausible that he did it even once. Uh, but he did, you know, who who on earth knows? I mean, he's he's clearly, clearly got a real grip on those mixed games. They're, they're comparatively small fields. He's clearly... A an absolute master at all of those games and so uh why not i mean for me i think the holy grail now that i want to see is this three wins in one night uh we had quite a few players now that yeah. have won two two in one night uh you know there was a there's a handful of those now uh uh, but are we ever going to see someone win three in a night? It's not impossible, is it? Uh, I think that could be the next sort of like really big, exciting thing we see. Um, yeah, sure. Why not? I'm going to say Benny can do it again. I, I can think he can. I think he can win seven again. The ultimate achievement isn't just three in one night. It's the low, medium, and yeah. high yeah. of the <laughs> same event. That is the ultimate achievement. Uh, Howard, I was going to say we're going to put you back in your box, but actually stay out the box because you need to go to Cyprus in just over a week because there's an EPT on the horizon. Yes, I shall be going there. <laughs> Said with such enthusiasm, <laughs> Howard, as ever, thank you for being across the facts, figures, and headline stories. Always a pleasure, never a chore. We will do this again soon. Cool. Thanks very much. See you later. Well, he may have missed out on player of the series, but he is still a record breaker. He has more W Coops and more overall Coops than any other player on the planet. Plus, he won an unprecedented seven trophies this series. He has certainly been running godlike. Benny Glaser, welcome back to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Hey, buddy. Let's (laughs) accentuate the positive, Benny. You broke Dennis Strebkov's record from 2018, a record that many never thought would be broken. Yeah, probably including myself. (laughs) (laughs) What what Uh, was the record? Five. it was a record yeah and uh i'm uh, like friends with dennis too and I, I remember at the time years ago just just thinking how completely insane that was already and how that would maybe never happen again so <laughs> yeah i am uh kind of blown away by the series in that sense i remember getting my sixth and i was like what have i done this is wild yeah. I mean, we obviously saw what you were posting on social media. I like the fact that you were self-aware enough to realize that this was utterly ridiculous. Pretty much, yeah. I'm not <laughs> going to lie. It was quite a streak of tournaments. That was, uh, yeah, very fortunate. Utterly ridiculous. Obviously happy, but I know how hard you are on yourself. So my guess is that the way you finished, even though keeping it that consistent was going to be near impossible anyway just what i know of you my guess is that you're probably kind of still like kicking the wall a little bit after uh, the way that things ended yeah that is pretty accurate and fair unfortunately um 
it is does feel like it was quite a rough end to the series um like the last five days it's not just like player of the series like there was all the biggest tournaments as well so money wise that was kind of a rough end when you know i'm playing a lot of 10k buy-ins or all, all yeah. that stuff right at the end and that was pretty rough um so it's like i i think i still played you know fine the last week so it's not like i'm necessarily hard on myself for my own performance in that way just the results weren't as desired uh also the other thing kind of is that for the last like week and a half of it i was kind of ill so that made it harder to perform as well of course. and think as sharply as normal yeah yeah, I mean, it's hard enough if you're kind of at the top mentally and physically to keep going through. It's a three and a half week series, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's hard enough as it is. Without so when it. you're uh, so sort of at the end here and you, for first of all, if this isn't accurate, please correct me. But when you really want it the most, right? Like, okay, now you're like, oh man, it's all the big event buy-ins. I got to hang on to player this series. I'm, you're like... I personally, when I'm in situations like that, I can feel it. I can feel me wanting it too much. Do you experience that feeling, and does that affect how you play? Yeah, I mean, good question. It's tough to answer. I um, was talking with a couple of friends of mine about this quite a while, um, and... <sighs> It was kind of weird in a way because after I've, you know, had won six and seven in this series and it was kind of like I'd already achieved in that way kind of everything I could have wanted and, and, and more in that way. Yeah. Um, so I was less hungry, but also, yeah, absolutely. I still wanted the player of the series. It's actually something I've been wanting for years, really, that I've been trying to get. Um, so I still absolutely wanted that. And it was hard kind of with that struggle because I was also feeling some that there was like pressure and stress to, to perform as well. I felt like both from myself for sure. And, you know, maybe, uh, you know, friends or people who are following me and rooting for me whilst that was, you know, very nice to have, it still like felt like there might've been some pressure to perform for that, for the end of the series and try to reach the player of the series. So it was kind of hard both I was trying to have the the energy and the hunger to kind of you know finish the series strong, but also kind of try to not feel the pressure and stress and be able to perform as well as I could. I I assume that you would rather have people rooting for you than saying nothing, though, right? It's kind of a double edged sword. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, it's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was kind of funny with the. The following that is obviously mostly all positives. Some are just like saying, you know, how absurd it is or like what's happening. <laughs> like they don't yeah. care anymore or something like that. But uh, yeah, it, it was definitely very nice and very positive overall. That was definitely fun. Yeah. Okay, good. And just looking at this series compared to last year, I distinctly remember you having a phenomenal number of second place finishes last year. Like almost like you could have eclipsed the record from this year had you gone one better in a number of tournaments last year. So I guess again to accentuate the positive, it feels like year on year this was this was a better series. For sure, yeah. This is definitely my best series results wise. Uh overall definitely much better. Uh yes, there were an unfortunate amount of second places last year. Um, but like even last year was uh, a really good series, and then in like in the in the take two, I had won uh, two more series that time as well. Uh, but like I remember when I was going for player of the series last year, and everything fell apart on the final weekend, right? Pretty much, yeah. Um, so I ended up getting like joint second with Kelvin uh, when Rui won, and I remember Kelvin saying to me like any other year he and I would have won it if, if Rui hadn't had like such an insane year and like funnily enough this year I had an even more insane year like <laughs> better than Rui and still didn't manage to win so it just kind of accentuates how crazy of a year this was and like how you know impressive uh, also Patrick's achievement is. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Normally, we'd be saying, wow, you know, Tobias yeah. winning four titles, Patrick winning four titles, but then you just overshadowed everyone. Is yeah. this the first year that you've relocated to play WCOOP? Uh No. So last year I was 
living in Vancouver for the first few months of the year. So I played scoop there right? and then uh, went back to Vancouver uh, last WCOOP to play that there. And also this year I played uh, scoop the first half of it in Mexico and the last half in Vancouver too. And then yeah, came back it, here. Is, is that, is it the city itself or is it the time zone? that is the real appeal of playing from that location? It is some of both. Um, I, I love the city itself. It's just beautiful with nature. And the time zone's really nice when I finish the day and I can still go out and enjoy the yeah. uh, the light, the sunshine, and it's still nice out. Um, like there, there are other places, obviously, if I'm playing in the UK, I finish at 2 a.m. and it's like, you know, what can I like, just have to sleep? Um, and that's and it's hard right especially if you're playing a multi-day tournament and you've got you've you've made a a a final table and made a day two to try and decompress that's going to be like another hour after the 2 a.m finish before you can actually sleep absolutely at least uh yeah exactly so like if i'm finishing at 2 3 a.m then you know still adrenaline's going still i was often getting to bed at like 6 a.m when i was playing in the uk uh those times and you know trying to decompress after normally i'd like go let's say have a workout at the gym i remember i had lots of like two or three a.m gym sessions in the uk after scoop and w coop when that's you know not an ideal time to be going to for the gym um and th- there is an issue though with w coop here that in vancouver is essentially too early for me I- i'm not a morning person and- <laughs> Basically, for it to be ideal, I'd have to be getting up at like 7 a.m. And that's wow. more responsible for me. Yeah. Okay. So I'm getting up at like, you know, 9 or so. Because, uh, yeah. I'm going to throw a word at you, Benny. And this is based on scientific research, which has 78 WCOOP wins attached to it. Florianopolis. <laughs> okay. Brazil. Uh, it's a oh. city in Brazil where, uh, where most of the Brazilian crushers uh, tend to tend to be located yeah okay I'll, uh, slightly I'll later time zone e- are there an east coast time james and i think it's a four hour time difference from the uk okay there you go so okay so that's one over eastern nice i yeah. if i were if i were the brazilians i would make sure that benny glaser's visa was denied <laughs> to go play in florianopolis no, i would no, be no. like no thank you no because then what happens is Benny then suddenly plays with the Brazil flag next to his name, and suddenly Uh-oh. the Brazilians are winning 90 W Coops instead yeah, of 78. Right, exactly. Seven more. Nice. Benny, yeah, speaking I... of time zones and when you finish, what do you, have you been able to celebrate at all? Have you been able to, like, what? I, you're a guy that really pushes yourself and punishes yourself when you don't do what you want to do. But man, I mean, if any time you've ever deserved a celebration, what's on tap for that? uh sort of no is sadly the answer um i've just been focusing on trying to get the player of the series uh so much i was still grinding so hard every day and still you know being responsible trying to get to sleep at you know the right time i was even like missing some of the earliest events that would you know start at 7 a.m so even like 5 a.m vancouver time so that was uh well, wow made it harder for player of the series for sure that I was just missing events but I'm still, you know, trying to be responsible in that way. So, uh, yeah, it made it harder to celebrate. I basically had one night out during the whole of W Group, and that, uh, well, unfortunately resulted in me getting ill for the last week and a half. Oh. Um, Shit. Uh, so that was my only kind of celebration. Um, but, yeah, it's hard. And, well, yeah, that's it's kind of sad, really, that I just haven't had the, the time to be able to, to celebrate that much. And also, honestly, the other thing is just WCube, it's so intense that it's so like energy draining that I just haven't had a ton of energy to, you know, be wanting to go out and do all the things. Yeah. But, uh, you know, hopefully after this, so I'll have a few days off now, which. And you'll be in Vancouver for those days? Yes, I'll be here for a few days trying to relax before Cyprus. All right, so you're going to be coming to EPT Cyprus. I was going to ask you, have you mapped out the next few months? You're not going to, like, crawl inside a box and not emerge again until Scoop 2024? (laughs) No. uh, Well, but actually, Cyprus is basically as far as I planned right now. (laughs) Right, okay. Um, 
do have that planned. And then after that, I'm not sure. I think I'll take a bit of time off. I might go traveling uh, one or two new places, hopefully. Um, if I can make that fit into the schedule, that'd be very nice. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, basically December, for Vegas, and yeah, grinding hard that month too with uh, live stuff. Yeah. When the coop rolls around again, and Scoop will be the next one, you obviously have to defend this title you have as the winningest coop player of all time. And I'm sure you've got your eyes set on having more scoop titles than any other player. So you can complete the trifecta, W coop, scoop, and overall coops. Yeah, that would be very nice. And I guess fortunately for me, Cal isn't really playing uh, scoop these days. So that no. should be an easy one, easier one. To- <laughs> I love that. Piece of piss, says Benny. <laughs> Should be, hopefully, yeah. Um, normally, I would expect, you know, at least when one title a series without sounding arrogant. But yeah, uh, hopefully that would be nice to have that uh, claim as well as a title. That would be very yeah. nice. And yeah, absolutely planning on playing Scoop and W Coop kind of for the indefinite future for next year. I remember Howard mentioning that you got the, quote, no limit holder monkey off your back and won a holder <laughs> title this time around. Can you actually remember all of the various formats that you won this year? Can you even remember which events, what buy-in level, and what, na- what the name of those events was? I actually can, yeah. I- of course you can. <laughs> Yeah, I, I somewhat had that memory challenge for myself a couple of days ago and, and managed to do it for myself. Yeah. And yeah, it's also like I have like a good memory of like past results and things as well. Like the, as you said, the no limit monkey. Um, I remember I have uh, two like second places in no limit events in the past. So that was really nice to accomplish. And yeah, this time I remember all, all the various different ones. It was kind of cool just to have them all in different disciplines. And some of them I hadn't had before in other games as well, which is also fun. Uh, two of them I had also had second places in before and again managed to get the title. So that was fun. Yeah. My memory sucks, but I feel like having a memory like Benny's is kind of a curse. Like to remember everything, every hand you lost, every runner up finish, just be as fresh in your mind as when it happened. Feels like it would be a difficult thing to live with. Um, Speaking of that sort of pain, I wanted to give you the opportunity to, do you have beef with the way player of the year is calculated? Do you want to vent right now? Do you want to say, Hey, I won seven W coops and I somehow didn't end up a player of the series. If you want, I'm willing to listen. (laughs) In a way I, uh, would feel that obviously it would be nice given this how my series went if uh i'd want it to and seems like the point system might not be ideal when uh you know like second and first the difference is so small um and i mean it's understandable that like accumulative titles doesn't mean anything like the difference between fifth and sixth titles the same between zero and first titles example um i <laughs> it's, it's kind of hard for me to say because obviously i'm feeling a bit biased in my position right now where uh, you know given the series i'd had i'd obviously would like to want it um yeah i think also probably it's a little bit easier when it is patrick leonard who does it right when you're like okay this isn't some person i've never heard of who like just had like a whole bunch of seventh and eighth place finishes. Like, you know, it's a fucking excellent player, right? I assume like it's, it's, it's not really a shameful thing to lose to Patrick Leonard. No, for for sure. I know absolutely how hard he goes and, you know, I'm friends with Patrick. He's here in Vancouver too. We'd like met up and, you know, talk things and, uh, Just to be clear, Benny, when you said you met up with Patrick, that wasn't on the night you went out and got ill. I don't want to start (laughs) some kind of conspiracy theory here, but... Uh Uh-oh. Correct. It was was not that night. Okay, okay. Phew. Phew. Question. Yeah. Yes. uh, But yeah, I'm friends with him. And, you know, I also just enjoy following him. 
most of the time. It was harder to follow him the last few days when yeah, he had the most incredible run. And I'm just like, wow, it's just never losing an all-in whilst I'm like sweating him, trying to go for the leaderboard. Um, but yeah, I'm still like, if it's not me, then I, I'm still happy for him. He, you know, tries really hard. He really puts his all into it. And I do admire his effort and dedication in it. So yeah. speaking of putting your all into it, we've mentioned a few times how hard you push yourself, how hard you can be on yourself. What sort of pressure are you going to put on yourself in W Coop next year? Because I think if you're like goal is like I won seven last year, I got to win nine this year. That's a fucking really tall order and a difficult thing to live up to. Are you going to go any easier on yourself in the future? <sighs> Uh, yeah, also a good question that I'm currently not sure of the answer to. Um, I would think that I'm just kind of trying to focus on playing my best and just hope that the results will come. And if <laughs> the results are, you know, as good or somehow exceed, which, you know, sounds quite borderline, unfathomably ridiculous right now then that would obviously be absolutely incredible. Uh, I still would love to get player of the series sometime. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is difficult though, because it's just so much commitment to be playing every single tournament that it kind of has to be. I, like, I missed so many tournaments this year, honestly. Like if I wouldn't have, then I think I, I might've won it. And if it, it is like committing to those from the start, because like, for this first week, for example, I was going easier on those when uh, I hadn't yet decided if I'd be going for the leaderboard. Uh, but it's really a commitment to be playing all of those. And the difficult thing is like when you're playing $11 tournaments at the same time and you're playing, you know, up to, let's say, 10, 11 tables, then it detracts from your higher buy-ins, which is difficult. Right. You don't want to be playing 1Ks and 2Ks whilst your you know brain power is also focused on the eleven dollars and is taking away from those so that's kind of the battle that i was struggling with this time um i would love to get it but that was kind of a deflating thing as well for this series when it's like i've had such a incredibly amazing series i don't know if i'll ever repeat that and given that i didn't win player of the series this time after just having such an amazing series it's kind of like deflating kind of like sapped my hope from the future frankly and like i don't know if i'll ever win it so uh i would still love to win it but yeah i guess we'll see we will just see. enjoy the fifteen thousand dollars you got for the high leaderboard i think is the the short-term solution absolutely yeah. and also the number one headline of WCOOP 2023 is going to be your seven wins. And I can see in the future as the spaceship tracks towards the planet Earth through the WCOOP opening credits that 2023 <laughs> is going to be Benny Glaser's seven titles in one series. So congratulations again. And I'm sure we Thanks. will see you soon. In fact, we'll see you in Cyprus in a few days' time. Absolutely. I'm excited for that. Yeah, thank you so much, James. I really appreciate that. And... Yeah, that would be really nice. Um, I'm still <laughs> very happy that that's the headline. And yeah, it's awesome just to, you know, maybe accomplish that. If that's never created again, if that's yeah. never beaten again, that would be amazing. Yeah, so that's very cool. So, Thanks, yeah, man. thank you guys. going to close out our WCOOP recap episode with something completely unrelated to the World Championship of Online Poker. Please welcome superfan Peter Kelly to the show. Hello, Peter. Hello, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. Really pleased to uh, be invited on. I guess if you think about it, maybe Benny's player of the year is the, like the Ark of the Covenant and it melted his face. I don't know. I'm trying to make this work. Uh, Pete, what's You're going on? Who, who are you? Who is your daddy and what do you do? What does he do? Who's, who's my daddy? My daddy's very much retired. <laughs> I am a man who's paid, obviously. i a big poker fan, but uh, in terms of work, I work for a local council managing all the leisure facilities for that council. So n not in IT, unfortunately, for you guys, I'm afraid. Wait, 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 wait. You're Scottish Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah. It's not quite as crazy as the show. <laughs> 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 but of course, 
I have to do the train spotting quote. Do you take great pleasure in other people's leisure? <laughs> Absolutely, yes. And income, <laughs> fortunately. That's cool. So what is what's the big sport right now in uh Scottish public parks? Is it kickball, dodgeball, hurling? Well, I, I manage the I manage the swimming pools uh, and the kind of the gyms. So that's that's my uh, that's my background. That's serious business swimming pools. Those are uh there's that you got to keep them safe. Yeah, dangerous places if they're not um managed properly, yeah. Wow, all right. We so do, is okay. it stre- we do okay. is it stressful or is it fun or is it neither? It can it can be a bit of both. Um, it's been a it's been a busy day today, but I'm 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 fine. I'm ready to go. Excited about this. Well, thanks for taking the time for us. What about poker? What do you do for poker? Poker, I um, I I don't get to the casino as often as I'd I'd like. I play I play a bit online. I do obviously a bit on Poker Stars and uh, play some pub poker. Been playing for a number of years. Um, really enjoy it. Um, not quite at the stakes I'd like to be at, obviously, as a lot of recreational players aren't. But um, do you know what? Uh, I'll hopefully, if if I do well enough today, I'll I'll look at a qualify for the UKIP in Edinburgh later in the month. All right. Yeah. Well, I would highlight that if you do win this Superfan contest, you will receive a bronze power pass, which would get you into that step four, which would give you the chance to win a silver or a gold pass, which could see you playing more than one UKIPT event. Now, when you applied to be on the show, Peter, you nominated Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I was about to say, pick something else, because in my mind, I'm thinking, there is no way we could have got through 280-plus episodes, eight years of doing this show without someone having picked the original Indiana Jones movie. And guess what? No one ever had before. Well, it's, it's, it's top, top, one movies probably for me. Cool. Uh, it's 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 one I can just you know one of those movies you can just go back to and back to and back to. Um, love it to pieces. Yeah, it's a fine choice as a number one movie, Peter, for sure. And uh, it's a movie I see every couple of years as well. And I saw relatively recently because obviously, if you listen to the show, you know my girlfriend and I have gone back, and now we have seen all of the Indiana Jones movies. Actually, this, the Temple we saw years ago, but the rest of them we all watched in the last month or so. Yeah, the the newer ones, obviously, um, Shia LaBeouf, uh, all the best to him, but it wasn't great. Um, Dial of Destiny I enjoyed, but uh, it just... I keep going back to Raiders and, and Temple yeah. and, and uh, Alaska State. Which I, I, think, I think Raiders is in a class of its own, actually. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I like the two sequels, but the original is just a, a, a tier above. Um, ten questions in the quiz, not compiled by Stat Trek, but by producer Chris, who is a Raiders fanboy. So, there are ten of them. Multiple choice options should you need them. And Peter, you get to go first. Please give me a number between one and ten. Okay, it's always coming seven. Question number seven. Well, this is a gimme. What is inside the Ark of the Covenant? Oh, Jesus. Fuck, I'm glad I didn't get this question. What is inside the Ark of the Covenant? Um, sand. Well, okay. Out. <laughs> let, let, let me actually rephrase the question. What does legend have it is inside uh, the Ark of the Covenant? Oh, the, the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments, yes. And you get two points. Jeepers. I'm a pure a, a ghost that melts everyone's face. That's what's in the Ark of the Covenant. What the fuck? That's uh, what it says uh, in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like just like they teach it in Sunday school. Um, you know what? Let's go with there's five Indiana Jones movies, right? So let's go with question five. What is the name of the location where the Ark is found? The Ark is found in the Well of Souls. Correct for two points. Woo! Sorry, I, I don't. I'm not showboating. I, that was like a close one for me. That's all. I'm, that's like okay. a pure celebration, not a. Okay. So seven and five have gone, Peter. You can have any other number. Yeah, uh, number one, please. Number one. Who wrote the screenplay for Raiders of the Lost Ark? Ooh. So others may have contributed uh, to the story, but one writer is credited with the screenplay. Lawrence Kasdan. It is for two points. And Joe, you're up. Uh, give me the highest number available, please. Number 10? Yes. 
The famous scene where Indiana Jones shoots the Swordmaster was filmed that way because... Harrison Ford had the flu. I'm going to give it to you. Harrison Ford was sick. I believe he had the squirts. But yes, that was the reason. And you get two points. Right, what's gone? One, five, seven, and ten. So what number would you like, Peter? Uh, nine, please. Indiana was named after George Lucas's pet dog. What breed was the dog? Oh, fuck. Is this Multiple the one you missed? Options are available. Yes, this is the one I couldn't get. I got it. I got it with the options, but it was a guess. This is unlucky, Pete. This is real it unlucky. Is. I've I've got a dog in my head, um, and I might just go for it. Um, I think it's a German Shepherd. You should have taken give the, the options. Give, Although, give, give him the options. German Shepherd was one of the options, so you probably still okay. would have gone for it. The answer was actually Alaskan Malamute. Ah, uh, right. Okay. That might sounds, be the single toughest up. question here. So, um, again, luck of the draw is so much of this game. Joe, you can have yeah. two, three, four, six, or eight. I'll have the Temple of Doom, please. Question two. Who was originally two. cast to play Indy? Tom Selleck. Correct, for two points. And you do have a two-point lead as we go into the penultimate round. Three, four, six, or eight, Peter? Number six. Number six. Actor William Hootkins plays Major Eaton in the film. He's the guy who says, top men. He was a famous character actor from the late 70s, early 80s. Can you name the character he played in the original Star Wars? This is such a producer Chris question, by the way. Um, no, I'll have to take choices, please. Did he play Perkins, Porkins, Greedo, or Dr. Cornelius Evasion? <laughs> Sorry, was the movie mentioned? Star Wars. Okay. Um, Perkins. I, so I heard close. It. I heard Porkins. I heard him say Porkins. I'm afraid I heard Perkins, and I cannot give you the points, I'm afraid. <laughs> Cover me, Porkins. Three, four, or eight, Joe? Uh, uh, eight. Number eight. What is the highest grossing Indiana Jones film? Oh. Um, it's definitely not Dial of Destiny. I'm going to go with the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Correct for two points. The numbers were not adjusted for inflation. You've got a very solid score. And the final question, Peter, is three or four. Three or four on the board. Uh, three, please. According to the credits, what was the title given to the character who Marion beats in the drinking game at the bar in Nepal? P <laughs> got every... I mean, I can, there's nothing I can even do here. P just got every single... Fucking ball busting you know, question. I, I I watched it, and I actually for that scene I put subtitles on for some reason, and I, I'm sure in uh, in IMDb it says Australian mountaineer or something. Similar. I'm going to give it to you. Australian okay. climber is the character. Right. It came up recently, interestingly, on the EPT Barcelona live stream. But anyway, you get the point of that one. And Joe, let's see if you can close it out with the answer to question four. Name either the actor or the character who I met at JFK last week. <laughs> I, can't, I can't name the actor. The character's name is... Uh, Belloc. It is Belloc. So you do actually get an extra two points. 10-6, the final score. Joe, it's a rare victory for you. Peter, I'm so sorry. That was a classic example of running bad. I think bad you've got central. every yeah. tough question on the list. It's not all bad news, though, because you are still going to get the Poker in the Ears mug and T-shirt, and we'll be in touch to get your details. Excellent. Thank you very much. And, Peter, if I ever run into you at a casino in Edinburgh, we'll... Uh 
We'll figure out something. We'll figure out something else fun me and you can do. All right. Don't worry about it. I'll make it up to you. I feel terrible. I just there's nothing I love more than denying small poker prizes to civil servants. Just my absolute favorite thing to do early in the morning. Thanks, Pete. I'm sorry. Bucket less stuff. That. Yep. <laughs> Peter, thank you very much for taking the time to come on the show. No, thanks for having me. It's been a, a thrill. Thank you. All right, my babies, that's just about all the time we've got for this week's show. Coming up next time, I mean, just there's no no more regular shows. It's a wrap-up or in the middle of something or a preview show. And next week is the EPT Cypress preview show. We have one week before we have to go to Cyprus. What can I say, Joe? There is a lot going on right now. And you know what's going to happen when we get back from Cyprus. We're going to be recapping that and then previewing the NAPT. It's an endless cycle of stuff, but it's great. It's great to see the poker world, especially the live poker world, thriving right now. And this is a fun one, right? Because this is a new stop. We've come into 2023 with two EPTs that have never been before. We had Paris at the start of the year. And towards the end of the year, we've got Cyprus. And you and I have never been to this place. I know it has hosted other poker events before. I'm excited to go somewhere different. I'm really interested to see somewhere new. Yeah, I'm super stoked to see somewhere new. I always love a resort. Uh, I typically like the resorts, A, because of just typical resort stuff, but B, there's not a lot of pressure to go do stuff off the resort because I don't, I actually really hate leaving the casino when we're working. It makes me, I, I get stressed out. Um, so when there's less opportunity to do that, I like it because I don't have to say no to things or feel like a loser for not going out and exploring. However, that does pose the problem of we can't get a previous EPT Cypress winner on the show next week. No, we can't. Now, it did occur to me, speaking to Sam Grafton on the WCUBE streams, who has been there for the Triton events, maybe we need to speak to another high roller who is also an EPT reg who can tell us what's in store for us, what we can expect. Um, we'll need to workshop this and put some <laughs> pictures out there. Yeah, I mean, look, it's another thing that if people in Discord have some ideas and you can do it relatively quickly before the weekend's out because I typically start hitting people up uh, to be on next week's show by the absolute latest Monday, but yeah. I would need to get those names long before Monday yeah. to do it. So, If you have an if immediate thought, if you have an immediate idea, by all means, share it. Um, and of course, use Discord for any other comments, questions. And those superfan applications, we are coming to the end of the current block of superfans that I booked in over the summer months. So we're going to need some new applicants soon. Uh, so use the dedicated channel on the Pokestars Discord server. And remember, we put a link to that Discord server in the podcast description. All right. Well, my babies, that is all the time we've got for this week's show. Until next time, for James Hardigan, I am Joe Stapleton. Smell you later. Smell you later.